Hi, I'm Kristen Howerton, and I blog at Rage Against the Minivan. And I'm Paul Martin, and I blog at Polisophia. And you're listening to Why Partisan, a political conversation between two friends from different sides of the aisle. I'm a Democrat. And I'm a Republican, and we are both passionate political junkies trying to figure out how to have a civil discourse about politics. From social justice issues to the intersection of race, religion, and public policy, we're delving into all aspects of the political arena. So, Kristen, you and I started talking about Trump and then this Russia thing about 18 months ago or so. And back then, we didn't think this Russia deal was anything. Well, I mean, to be honest, we also didn't think he could ever be the president. But here we are still talking about him. Right. And it it seems like, I mean, in the last, and we're going to talk about it, but in the last couple of weeks, um, we have revelations, we have Mm -hmm. indictments, we have plea deals. I mean, this, you know, this is not some left-wing conspiracy put on by the Democrats like Trump has been trying to peddle. No, it's no longer just a bunch of angry people going down rabbit trails. I mean, there's some real, there's some real feet to this stuff. But, Paul, before we get into that, I just want to sidetrack for a moment and check in because, um... Minor detail here, you're running for Congress, and I want to check in. All right. We haven't talked about that in a bit. I mean, you know, your little baby campaign is really taking off. You were literally just on NPR like five seconds ago. Yeah. Um, What's what's up? What is resonating is we have a congressman, Dana Rohrabacher, who is embroiled in Russia and embroiled in many things he's been doing for decades, really, to help Vladimir Putin. And I am continuing to beat that drum because the voters here don't know much about it. It seems random. And it seems like the more I talk about Dana Rohrabacher, who is known in Russia as Putin's favorite congressman, who is currently working, and this is all documented. If you Google his name in Russia, you'll get 10 pages worth. He's currently working to have sanctions that we've imposed on Russia overturned for human rights violations. It seems like the more I vocalize my concerns with him as our congressman, Mm -hmm. the more people pay attention. And so just in the last two weeks, I've been in Forbes magazine, interviewed on MSNBC, on NPR, and and, and these are national agencies that are saying there's a story here. And so I think think Rohrabacher's in trouble and I'm just – faithfully letting the voters know that they need to pay attention to this. You know, I thought it was interesting the way that they introduced you in the NPR piece you just did as a anti-Trump, anti-Putin Republican. Now, the first I get, but it's a little bit insane that we're now in a world where someone has to be described as anti-Putin. <laughs> That's yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. And again, most voters aren't paying that much attention to it, but you know, what we do know now, and Trump even admits that Russia meddled in our elections. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Republican like me, maybe it's not that big of a deal to you because your guy won. But it could just as right. easily be the case in the next election that the Democratic candidate is softer on Russia and they decide to throw a bunch of propaganda into our country to make a Democrat win. But, you know, representatives take an oath of office to defend their nation, whether it's a cyber attack or a regular attack. And that's what our congressman isn't doing. No, our congressman nor our president. Um, Okay, well, we are in a real hot mess here in our country right now. And I know we've said that so many times, but it today it looks like it is literally falling apart. We've had a mass exodus of staff members to the point where 
I mean, I don't even know who the last man standing is. It literally Mm -hmm. looks like our government is an episode of The Apprentice where everyone is walking off the show. Who will be left? His daughter? And Omarosa did walk out. Omarosa even left. I know. So it is kind of a bit of The Apprentice, even though it's real, even though it's The Apprentice. So I want to talk about, you know, just for people who maybe aren't following quite as closely, um, you've got a list of the people who have left, with the most recent being Hope Hicks, and I want to dive more into that. But talk us through this list of the people who have walked off. Yeah, I mean, I think or number, or, or been fired, right? Fired, resigned, both and. But hard I think to say. I think the bit the main point, and I'm a Republican, you're a Democrat, but this is not good for our country. Absolutely uh, and, not. You know, everyone a, should agree on that. Yeah. That, you know, no company. I mean, no organization. It doesn't matter if it's your government, your local charity, your local Boy Scouts troop, your local school board. Right. No company is healthy yeah. with this level of rotating door. Yeah, and, and even though I have been firmly against many of the things Donald Trump has said for a couple of years now, there's I'm not really relishing or, you know, savoring these moments. This is bad for the United States of America. Yeah, it is. And it's it's sad. And this Mueller thing is it's just getting so intense that mm-hmm. literally people are jumping off the ship. All right, so talk us through who so those people the, the, are. The most recent one was Hope Hicks. Right, who, we're going to talk sense, about her. Yeah, in one sense she, well, we'll talk about her. But, I mean, I'm going down a list, people, and I could just start reading. Rob Porter, Omarosa, Dina Powell, Tom Price, uh, Sebastian Gorka resigned, Steve Bannon resigned, Scaramucci, Reince Priebus, Sean Spicer. Uh, this is not normal. No. Uh, James Comey fired, and Angela I mean, Reed, Michael Flynn resigned, yeah. Sally Yates dismissed. I mean, this is just, there's nobody really left except Ivanka and Jared Kushner, and right. Jared just had a security clearance taken away. Right. Like, right. This is. And, you, you know, we're talking about inner circle. Many of these people were inner circle. I mean, especially, I think that, um, you know, Priebus and Spicer and Bannon, I mean, those were like, those are pretty big deals. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Hope Hicks. She's the most recent. She recently resigned after being questioned by House Intel Committee on Russia. Um, And, you know, she is an interesting character. Um, First of all, she looks like a fashion model. Not that that, again, not that that should have any bearing on her job. But it's hard not to believe that someone as vocally um, (laughs) interested in the way women look, it's hard to believe that didn't have somewhat of an effect, that she, you know, she rose to the position that she's in and literally looks like she's on her way to fashion week. Yeah, and she worked for Trump. uh, Again, nothing wrong with that. Not shaming that. It's interesting in this context, given who he is. I think it is. And I know some people will think this is unfair, but I, you know, and I'm sure you do the same, Kristen, with every administration, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, I always rub my hands together seeing which brains they're going to get to put in in, uh, appointed positions. Absolutely. Because these appointees usually are heroes, you know, whether you agree with their ideology or not. Yeah, Yeah, they're smart, smart people. They're rolling their sleeves up and speaking into policy. And, and, And typically they have decades of professional experience, educational experience. But in the case of somebody like Hope Hicks, not to mention uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka, there there is no, you know, there is no background in, uh, you know, whether it be put in the public uh, sector or private sector. These are just close friends or family of Donald Trump. Well, and to clarify her job, 
Um, her description officially was the director of strategic communications, which is a role that he created for her. Yeah. It's not an existing role. Yeah. You know, I mean, he wanted her there. She was previously um, the press secretary and early communications director for his campaign. Um, but outside of her role with the Trump organization, um, previous to that, she was a teenage model. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing wrong with that, but certainly not... Uh, the pedigree and the experience we would expect to be walking into a White House role. I struggle with it. If I was ever, um, you know, if I if I if I win, I will do my best to hire the most talented and most trained and vetted individuals there are. Not my best friends mm-hmm. or teenage models or teenage models. <laughs> Again, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, so in February. Um, She reportedly said while testifying to the Congressional Committee that she had told white lies on Trump's behalf. Um, And the very next day, she resigned. And so that also, you know, begs the question, did she, was she told to resign because she admitted that? Did she resign of her own volition because she realized she was compromised? But it's, it's a story we've seen over and over where people are resigning after they've been called in to testify. Yeah. I mean, and to back up, so everybody knows that there are investigations on uh, Russia meddling happening. There's Robert Mueller, which is a special investigation that is happening through the Department of Justice. Uh, and then both the Senate and the House have uh, have committees, and these are Republican-led, you know, Senate and House. So some people say this is all being done by the Democrats. No, it's not. The, the Republicans uh, lead the House and the Senate. And they are bringing individuals in according to evidence that they have that suggests that there have been lies or other things. So it was Hope Hicks's turn. And she went in last week, uh, underwent, I don't don't know, nine, ten hours of questioning. And from what I understand, um, Donald Trump didn't know. He was very upset the next day. And we do not know why she resigned, but it seemed to be on the spot um, she spoke highly yeah. of him, uh, but it is uh, remarkably uh, uh, interesting timing. Yeah, it is very interesting timing. And I want to be fair, she um, she did have some public relations experience okay. prior to coming into the administration, but it was brief. You know, I mean, she, she came out of college, age 22. She worked for the Zeno Group, which is a public relations firm. Um, very quickly after that, um, started working at a Super Bowl event where she met Ivanka, so again, it's, you know, it's not that people are being hired in for their merit. It's family friends. Mm-hmm. She and Ivanka hit it off. Um, she worked with her on her fashion line, and then she was pulled into the Trump, you know, conglomerate, mm-hmm. and then given a position in our government. Yeah. It's just... I think it's important to say that there are pundits, smart people, that think that Donald Trump does see himself much more like... Uh, a dictator, an authoritarian leader, just, and, and we see that in his leadership. And he even made this comment about China's leader the other day and said, maybe one day we can do this. But I mean, I do think that Trump does come from, uh, you know, kind of a background where it's better to hire your family and friends mm-hmm. instead of all these bureaucrats, mm-hmm. instead of all these politicians. Yeah. And it would seem to be the case that he's done a pretty good job because in many cases uh, he has his family and friends at the very highest level of government, which is not traditional at all. It's not. And I think that there is an additional facet to that, which is that, 
you know, people like himself with maybe a tinge of narcissism and control issues, they like to hire a known entity. They like to hire people they know they can control, people they know they can be in charge of. I think when he's looking at who he wants to surround himself with, he's not looking for leaders. He's looking for yes men. He's looking for people he can control. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be the case. And at the same time, he goes out of his way to lambast the other entities that would keep him in check. I like know. He does not like accountability. Right. Uh, uh, like his own, uh, yeah. you know, his own um, attorney general, and the long list goes on. So it's, I mean, the main part here is just, uh, it's a white, hot White House right now. It sure is. All right, we're going to um, talk in just a sec about the further stuff with the Russia collusion and some very incendiary things that were said by Sam Noonberg. But first, we want to chat a little bit about a great sponsor we have right now. Um, it is the Princeton Review. Um, this is a lifesaver for busy parents, especially parents of kids who are in middle school, high school, or even college and struggling with the whole homework game. I don't know if you've heard of their homework help, but it is an on-demand tutoring for kids, and it's pretty awesome. And your child will be matched uh, to a tutor in less than one minute, anytime from anywhere. It's, it's just super easy, and over 50 subjects are covered. If your child is struggling with a tough problem or studying for a test, uh, these tutors are lifesavers. They really are. Um, to clarify, the Princeton Review is not associated with Princeton University. It's an online hub for expert tutors who are trained to help kids learn the concept they're studying. It's not just about giving them the answer and moving on. It's about helping them learn. It's the teach a kid to fish philosophy. Yeah, and um, it's all about the concept. And that, you know, as a parent, you know, sometimes that's a difficult thing that many parents can't no kidding. pull off, especially as they get a little bit older. Uh, um, users have reported a boost in confidence of uh, in 96% of the students who use the service uh, they reported uh, improved grades. Yeah. My son and I hopped on um, Princeton Review, and it was really seamless. We really were matched with a tutor in under a minute, and he finished the homework in about five minutes. And what was great is I didn't have to figure out how to do the math first before I could help him. Because, you know, like you said, especially with some of these older kids, I've forgotten these concepts, and I've got to learn it in order to help him. So it's great to be able to outsource that with an expert who actually knows what they're talking about with our kids. So we have a special um, offer for our listeners. You can try 60 minutes of on-demand tutoring for free. Just go to princetonreview.com forward slash whypartisan to start your free trial. That's princetonreview.com slash whypartisan for 60 minutes of on-demand tutoring for free. That is a pretty sweet deal. I hope you guys will try it. All right, so let's talk about Sam Noonberg. So if you're not familiar with him, um, he was fired in 2015 after some racist Facebook posts. A little problematic. Um, but he gave an interview to CNN that was just beyond. Yeah, so this guy comes out today, and um, he was... Uh, He's indicted to go speak to um, – not indicted, I'm sorry. He's been subpoenaed. Um, subpoenaed to go speak to Robert Mueller. And um, he just basically said on CNN, quote, screw that. Quote. Actual unquote. words. Why so, do I have to go? Why? For what? He's and then adorable. He continued <laughs> what else did he say? He continued to spin out. Oh, my down word. Down and down he went. 
Yeah, and in a different interview with Jake Tapper, also on CNN, he blamed the investigation's existence on Trump's firing of James Comey as FBI director. So he's trying to suggest the only reason this is happening is that Trump fired James Comey, um, including an interview where Trump said he was thinking about the Russia investigation when he fired Comey and the fact that he had a meeting with top Russian officials in the Oval Office. So here's another Here's another quote from Noonberg. Donald Trump caused this because he's an idiot. Now, I don't know. I might have to agree with that one, but I'm not sure that I would go on CNN and word it, word it just exactly like that. I mean, like we're just that. looking at these quotes because this is, if you're not, you know, I mean, the news is blowing up and it's always blowing up, but it's blowing up in a whole different kind of way today. Well, it's like it's eating itself. Yeah. It's, They're cannibalizing themselves. And this this person is going to be before Robert Mueller, or he will be in jail because there is right. an invest- a federal investigation going on. Which but- is so adorable when he's like, why do I have to go? I mean, that's like me like stomping my feet and being like, why do I have to go to jury duty? Why do I have to pay taxes? And so he, he, he I mean, just reading some of these zingers, you know, he was defending himself and he said, I came up with the wall. I came up with a Muslim ban. He's bragging, by the way. I came up with everything to attack Jeb Bush. <laughs> All that stuff. Like, like, I mean, oh, he also invented the Internet, I'm told. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what a so, weirdo. So we're just, we, Chris and I, we, it's been a while, but it always seems like there's going to be the time we get together and there's nothing to talk about. And there is so much to talk about in this administration. There's so much to talk about. I mean, we've got Hope Hicks admitting to lying two weeks ago, the campaign aide. Uh, another campaign aide pled guilty to lying to the FBI. I mean, it's just, Rick Gates um, admitted to, plead, to, to lying to the FBI. I mean, it just keeps, it's so shady. Yeah, I remember when maybe eight months ago we were talking about it and people were wondering whether there will be a smoking gun. Mm-hmm. There were smoking guns. Like, they're going off. Multiple. I mean, this, this is what this guy said who worked for Donald Trump, and I quote, Trump may have very well done something during the election with the Russians, unquote. This is on CNN. This isn't even behind closed doors. And this noose around the Russian debacle is only tightening around Trump's neck. And I don't say that <laughs> with any sense of pride or joy. Yeah. I say it with a sense of sadness for our nation because this is not what we want to be talking about. And just to clarify, in this um, interview with Nunberg, I mean, to wrap it up, he basically said Trump is an idiot, but he won fair and square. There was no collusion. And then in another part of the interview, he might have done something with Russia during the election. So. And as I was getting ready to come to our <laughs> studio, I yeah. was watching the news and he was on yet a new program. I mean, the guy is just hitting every single news program right now. Yeah. He's in meltdown mode. He is. And the the, the sad thing He needs for a Trump, muzzle. He needs a muzzle. The sad thing for Trump is that um, everything he's saying is going into the record. Yeah, that's right. And he, you know, it, it's a mess. It's a mess. He's being called in. We've got Rick Gates, who's now the third Trump associate, associate to be working with Mueller's investigation. Um, it, it's... You know, it just continues to be yeah. a shit show. <laughs> and there's there remains this speculation as to whether Trump will, you know, push the nuclear nuclear button, the nuclear option, and mm-hmm. aim to fire Robert Mueller directly or indirectly. A lot of sources say that Trump is literally in his office or his 
residence every night fuming because he cannot control this. It's clearly not a witch hunt when right. you have people uh, entering into plea deals like Rick Gates, uh, like uh, Michael Flynn. I mean, right. these are people that worked for Donald Trump who have raised their hand and said, I will tell all yeah. if you just don't convict yeah. me of these crimes. And so we're way past the point where Republicans, uh, fellow Republicans who are diehard, you know, uh, kiss the ring at all costs. Mm -hmm. We're way past the point of the loyalty uh, to Trump. At this point, we need to cross our fingers and hope that Trump wasn't deeply involved in collusion uh, with mm -hmm. Russia because Watergate wasn't good for the country, even though the Democrats might have, quote, won. Right. It still was not good for America. No, absolutely not. And I think, you know, if if all of this leads to the indictment of multiple staffers or our president, it's it's still not great for our country. It's it's not a good position to be in. And there's no gloating um, at this point. You know, it's just it's a mess. And it's it's absolutely not what any of us want as citizens of our country. Yeah, and you, I mean, you and I, you know, we started this thing as a, as a debate and we found ourselves agreeing on many social issues because of Donald Trump, but we still have differences, you and I, real differences about the way a country should be run on certain issues, like healthcare perhaps, uh, but this is not something that we would wish on our opponent because no. we want our president to be able to have... Uh, you know, not be distracted if you've been in a lawsuit before, you've had mm -hmm. a really sick kid or gone through divorce. You know, these forces distract you from the real work in right. our president. And in fact, large swaths of our entire government are consumed with this issue that has to be put to rest. Yeah. It has to be put to rest. It does. All right. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. We've already had um, 13 Russians indicted for waging cyber war warfare and officially indicted in meddling. Meddling is now a fact. Mm -hmm. It is a fact. It's not a it's not a rumor. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. Um, and Trump really can't deny it any longer. No. I'm, what, what the new spin is, uh, Trump's new spin is that Obama uh, knew about this. And did nothing about it. So Just it's Obama's fault. Insane. Dana Rohrabacher, my uh, opponent, uh, says, well, okay, after a year, really a year and a half of saying there was no meddling, it's a hoax, it's a witch hunt, it's a hoax, he finally had to admit it after these indictments. Uh, and he says uh, that, okay, the Russians put some propaganda in our country to help Hillary Clinton oh my word. and Donald Trump. Crazy. Totally crazy. All right. Well, it remains to be seen. When we started this, we had no idea. We really had we no thought, idea, We thought it's going to be an election. Well, and we thought like, we were going to be debating, and here we are. Jeb yeah. Bush against Hillary, we thought it would be. You know, just some kind of civil. Well, you know, things are wonky when a Republican and a Democrat can't even find a thing they disagree on because things are so out of control. You know, we are just in agreement on the insanity. That's... No greater bond than an insane leader, apparently. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Um, we're going to link up to some of the articles we talked about. We will also link up to some of Paul's recent press interviews um, in his bid for Congress here in um, California. You can check all of that out at whypartisan.com. Be sure to subscribe to Why Partisan on iTunes and check us out on the web at whypartisan.com. A big thanks to Shepard Audio for providing our intro music.